The following podcast contains spoilers for Stree. You have been warned! Welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your spooky, gooky, spooky, gooky, spooky, gooky host, Mikhail Magusta. I guess that's me. Spooky, gooky. How are you doing, Glenn? I am surviving the night and day, waiting for Halloween to creep up on us, my friend. Yes, yes, it is the last week of our spooktacular. Halloween is this Saturday. By the time this episode comes out, Halloween would have come and gone. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean the spooks don't keep going. So we're going to talk about Stree a little bit later, yeah. a little Bollywood movie uh, that, involving spooky things. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, Glenjamin Button, is there any movies that you want to discuss beforehand? So I know you saw on Instagram, but do you just want to take a gander at how well I did this week? Uh, yeah, I want to take a gander. I, I think you told <laughs> me before, before we recorded this, but I no, feel like no, you're... No, I t- definitely didn't. Definitely you didn't, didn't just break the immersion of uh, the, the viewers here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many movies did you watch last yeah, week, Yeah, totally news. <laughs> um, I watched seven movies, including Stree. Hey, which that's is pretty good for you. Basically, it's pretty, pretty much one a night at a, at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but I did not do one a night. I straight up watched, like, I could not sleep one night, and I watched, like, three or four movies out of nowhere. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> So what is sleep anyway? <laughs> um, so to begin it all off, I watched Wildlife, which is a uh, Paul Dano film. Yeah, we discussed this one briefly, mm-hmm. just because uh, I love that movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, Carrie Milligan. Um, there's a lot of people in there, so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna make these quick because I, I know you watched a lot of movies too. So. No, I didn't. I didn't watch a you lot didn't? this week. No. Uh, well, you watched as much as I did, and altogether, that's basically like 14 films <laughs> we both knocked out. Uh, Wildlife, that was a great film. I loved it. It was fantastic. Everybody was fantastic. I loved it. It was beautiful. I feel like Trump. Um, <laughs> the, the next one. The best movies. Best movie. Very good. Easy. Best movies. Uh, the next one I watched was uh, Alpha Dog, which was uh, Emil Hirsch, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Amina Seyfried, Justin Timberlake, and uh, your boy, uh, Jesus. I forget his name. Jesus? I, Jesus. He's in there. Dennis he's, Hopper? No, he's oh no, credit- Alpha Dog. He's, I'm thinking of I'm thinking he's credited of Alpha Omega. so low that he's like not even uh, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Um, the reason why I really enjoyed this movie was straight up just Justin Timberlake's way better than I thought he would be. Yeah, and Anton Yelchin uh, absolutely kills it. Uh, I mean, just throughout the whole movie, but at the end, he like straight up breaks your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's definitely an okay watch. Uh, I believe that's based on a true story, too. It, it is. I, I straight up researched the hell out of it afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that movie. It was pretty good. A little dated, but moving on. Uh, the next movie I watched was White Zombie from 1932. Straight up whipped out a, a classic film. So this one I actually I watched, but it was more of like I tagged along to watch it. I was really proud when I saw that you watched that, just because it is an old well, movie. Well, I'm about to break your heart. Oh, no. Um... So, because I'm trying to broaden my horizons on uh, my other hobby, um, uh, one of my one of my buddies on Twitch uh, was doing a movie roast night, and this this was one of them. Um, so I roasted this movie, but also I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> well, it's so from like, the '30s, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, I enjoyed it. it. Like, it was great for its time, but like, I had to like watch it as a movie critic but also roast it as a the funny guy oh, which yeah. kind of tore my heart in half mm-hmm. um because I, I did wish I, I saw this movie in just like without having to roast it but i mean overall it was it was really well done for its time and uh mm-hmm. it's really good yeah um but moving on that's uh, a, uh, did you didn't watch that on the criterion channel did you no i think it was okay. on it was actually on 
YouTube, I think. Because you watched a lot of movies this week, uh, at least the ones that I saw that you posted on Instagram, that are available on the Criterion channel. I was like, does he already have my login? <laughs> I Which, mean, by the way, I could, but you you can take my login for a Criterion yeah. channel if you want. Um, technically, I could do that, but no, I have not done that yet. Yeah, um, but I will. Uh, the next one I watched was Yes God Yes, which was on Netflix. It was a mm-hmm. uh, it's got a uh, Ned Natalia Dyer, uh, Alicia Bow. Uh, I think Natalie's from uh, Stranger Things, and I think is it Alicia? One one of the other characters or uh, actors in this this movie is from. Uh... Oh, Thirteen Reasons Why is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, I think that so. is a thing. I don't know if. <laughs> um, I think that's the other one. Um, but there were two Netflix babies in this movie. But this movie, I'm actually glad it was so short. Because it didn't overstay its welcome in any way. It was like an hour and ten minutes, and uh, Natalia Dyer was great in it. The premise was great. I'm not even a religious guy, mm-hmm. but I mean this this uh, this was there. I think you watched it too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, this was this was a pretty good film. I liked it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on to a movie that we actually did a trailer reaction for, uh, Buster's Mallheart. Yeah, I watched that a few years ago. Or is it uh, I actually own Buster's Mall Heart. I think it's Malheart. I could is be wrong. Is it Mal? Yeah. Um, Meow. But yeah, I have that on Blu-ray. I've only watched it once, but I have it. Let's say I watched it. It was, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I definitely liked how they ended it. Yeah. Like how towards the end of it, more than I did the beginning of it. Yeah, it's very understated, but um, it it, it uh, pays off in my opinion. But I, I love Rami. He's always fantastic. In everything he is or mm-hmm. everything he's in, and he's always sleep deprived. And I, I wish him, <laughs> I wish him the best when he's sitting on a pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, and then the last one I watched was Virgin Suicides because you brought it up last week, and I'm like, I got to rewatch that movie because I'm not gonna lie. For the longest time, and I don't know why, this was my child brain. You know, this came out when I was six. Mm-hmm. This was my child brain thinking the four kids at the end of the movie that were neighbors mm-hmm. i thought they were the beatles for some reason <laughs> and i won't lie about that remember this is my child brain and mm-hmm. for the longest time i thought this movie was about the beatles committing suicide with these girls <laughs> and i didn't want to bring that up last week but i'm bringing it up for self-embarrassment and here we are uh, regardless the virgin suicides you know how crazy my life has been thinking the Beatles committed suicide and then growing <laughs> up, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Did you not know Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive? No. What it was my, he, the guy was in the fucking Super Bowl yeah. and my mind was blown. I'm like, how did he just reincarnate? <laughs> I mean, John Lennon was murdered. George Harrison, I think he was murdered. He was definitely stabbed. I don't know if he died from that or from cancer later on. Yeah. But yeah, there's only two but left. But they did not commit suicide. But I mean, obviously, growing up, I found that out. But yeah, um, watching that's, this that's movie, my, my fucking mind was blown. I'm like, did they? <laughs> did, why would the Beatles be in a suicide pact? That's my favorite thing. Honestly. My smallest six-year-old brain was just blown away by this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do love this movie. It's great. Um, Kirsten Dunst is fantastic. I didn't even re- realize James Woods was in this. I totally forgot. Yeah, and uh, Josh Harnett. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, besides Hart, Hart, yes, sorry, my yeah, my teeth are real be. soft today, <laughs> even though I just whatever. Uh, but other than Street, that was all I watched. Uh, Mike, hit me, baby. So uh, I got a confession. Remember oh. earlier in the podcast when I said I didn't watch that many movies? Yeah, I know. That was a lie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I watched. They say it couldn't be done. They all doubted me. They said I was crazy, but I watched. And I proved them wrong by watching 25 movies this Our week. Whole, tw- was it really that many? It was that many. Breaking that's... my record from last week of 19, I think it was. Jesus Christ. I broke the threshold of 20. None of them were rewatches, mind you. Really? I... And watched 25 <laughs> movies. I saw you slipped up. You like to do uh, Mike's, Mike's screenings, and I like to do... Mike is screening, and then I like to do Glenn's watch. I switch it up. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I was like, <laughs> he put a watch. <laughs> I'm yeah. breaking through the barriers, boys. <laughs> so the first one... I'm just going to try to go through these as fast as possible just to, you know, not waste people's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I watch is Don't Look Now, which is like a horror movie from 1973 with Donald Sutherland. Uh, that was really good. I highly enjoy that. That's on the Criterion channel, Glenn, just as a uh, heads up. I'm going to steal your password. Baby. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Videodrome 
which is with James Woods, uh, uh, directed by David Cronenberg from 1983. That was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, definitely has the David Cronenberg feel of kind of icky sex vibes throughout Ooh. the entire thing. <laughs> uh, then I watched the uh, 2018 version of Fahrenheit 451 with Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed that I, more I, I than did, most people. I did watch that. I yeah, didn't I, like I it that, that much, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it's better than what people f- thought it was. I mean, it's yeah. obviously a classic book. Nothing's good. I haven't seen I mean, the, the the version from the 60s or yeah, 70s. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't even but, know anything about it. I just watched the movie but not the, knowing anything. The book is really good, so I can see why people are rating it low there but I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it then i watched a japanese movie called one cut of the dead which is a horror comedy uh that starts off with a one cut of a zombie movie for like 30 minutes and it's really compelling and then halfway through it just switches completely and it's actually uh like a, a movie about making a one cut movie mm-hmm. um and it, i really enjoyed that so I, I suggest one cut of the dead if, if anyone can uh check that out okay. um then I watched a movie from 1944 called The Phantom Lady. Uh, it is directed by Rob Sidemack or something like that. Um, it's about this guy who's kind of framed for murder, but the night the murder happens, he was with this woman whose name he did not get because it was kind of like they were both depressed and just wanted to spend time with each other without knowing each other's names. Yeah, Rob Rob Sidemack. Uh, um or Siad Mac. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm going to stop trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really good uh, from the 1940s. Then I watched The Amityville Horror from 1979 with um, uh, James Brolin, Josh Brolin's dad. Oh. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. You know, I, I get the hubbub. I'm still yeah, not this that is, uh, big into horror, but... Yeah, this is one of those classics for uh, me and my family, or at least yeah. like me. This is one of the ones growing up that I used to watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people hated the remake with Ryan Reynolds, but I really like that one too. I didn't watch that one yet, um, but um, but yeah, I really liked the uh, the Amityville series because like just yeah. the haunted house like thing that really like was really cool for me. But then oh, yeah. I realized that people make a lot of those movies, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Uh, then I watched Yes God Yes with Natalia Dyer. You talked about uh, briefly. I really enjoyed that. I being having. Oh, wait, did we watch that the same week? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't yeah. even know that. That's because I just bombarded you with a bunch of movies. So oh, that, wow. It got buried. Uh, but I, um, having grown up the son of a pastor, I can attest that all Christian retreats are very similar to that. And it's just like, back off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got like slight PTSD from those. Like, no, <laughs> no. Um, it, they, also, I, I will say this. They're not as intrusive as they are in this. Yeah. And they're not as judgmental as they are in this. But Let's it's say, still the, that. The gossip and the drama in, in this movie is, is yeah, it it's, hurts. That, it's definitely it, more of a high school thing than it was probably like a oh, absolutely. faith thing. But absolutely. oh my God. Um, but my experience with Christian retreats weren't that much. But it's like an exaggerated version of what they're actually like. Um, and yeah. Um, and then I watched a uh, movie on Netflix called Rebecca. It is based off of a book which was made into the Academy Award Best Picture winner from 43 or 44, I think, directed mm-hmm. by Hitchcock. Uh, the, this one was starring Army Hammer and Lily James. I was actually I, debating watching it this week, too. It, it's pretty good. Um, I would personally suggest the Hitchcock version above this one mm-hmm. uh, just because it's told in a better fashion, in my opinion. Um, then this one, this one kind of by nature and by how it's edited gets rid of the mystery Yeah, pretty much right off the bat. Um, whereas the Hitchcock one builds the suspense and mystery more, uh, as the king of suspense is one to do. Um, and then I watched my, uh, Papa Hicks's favorite movie, The Elephant Man. Papa Hicks. Papa Hicks. Uh, he bought it by my request for my birthday. Uh, I just got around to watching it because it was just released on the Criterion Collection, which he got me the Criterion Collection version. Oh. Um, and so I watched it, and I completely understand why it's his favorite film. It's a phenomenal movie. Uh, it's David Lynch. I don't know if you know much about David Lynch. He usually yeah. does really weird movies. This is definitely David Lynch toned down for the sake of the story. 
Uh, and this honestly, this is one that's I, been on my uh, a watch list. Yeah, here. I wish David Lynch was toned down all the time. I, I get why people like the craziness of David Lynch, but it's not a, it's not for me. Yeah. But I really love the Elephant Man. Highly suggest that. Okay. Uh, then I watched a movie directed and starring Albert Brooks, who you will know as the main bad guy in Drive. Um, he uh, used to be. Well, he's, he's. I think he still is. He's like a big comedy actor from the 80s, 70s and 80s, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and also directed a lot of uh, comedy films. This one's called Lost in America. It's about him and his wife uh, kind of get tired of working their asses off to not be appreciated in their job, so they leave uh, their life with a whole bunch of money, and then the first night his his wife, who has a gambling problem, loses all the money. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a really funny movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I do suggest people check that out, uh, Lost in America, which is also on the Criterion channel, Glenn. Uh, then I watched Rushmore, Wes Anderson's first film or second film, one of his earlier films, Jason Schwartzman's first film for sure. Um, it's about this student who uh, is super pretentious but not a great student, even though he thinks he is a great student and is in love with his teacher and doesn't understand why she doesn't love him back. Doesn't there, understand that. Yeah, doesn't understand why that's creepy. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a good movie. Uh, got Bill Murray. Bill Murray's great as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I watched a 1977 horror movie called The Car about a demon possessed car that kills people. Also with Josh Brawl or James Brolin. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't know until it started playing. I was like, is that James Brolin? And it was. Uh, it's a solid movie. You know, solid horror movie. It's dumb, but it's it knows it's dumb. <laughs> I so. mean, yeah. Uh, it's a dumb Kinda concept. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a horror comedy musical from England, um, where it's like a musical where they fight and kill zombies around Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I, I wish it didn't have the musical element in it, but, you know, they tried something different, and it is what it is. Uh, then I watched Stree, which we'll get to in a minute. Then I watched a South Korean movie. Jesus Christ, I'm only like halfway through. I, I watched a South Korean movie called Save the Green Planet. Uh, it was a very ungenred movie. Like you can't. It's like a horror, but also a thriller, but also yeah, a comedy. It's got too many things going on. Uh, well, I enjoyed or, it. Well, for a that, lot but of things going yeah, on. Yeah, I enjoyed it for that, but it's it still uh, wasn't amazing. But it was definitely I. I uh, respect what they were trying to do mm-hmm. uh then i watched a film called the mill and the cross which is entirely about a painting from this <laughs> one guy my uncle bought it for me a few birthdays back like i want to say four or five years ago and i just got around to watching it visually it's incredible story-wise it's lacking mm-hmm. uh but you know i i enjoyed it for the most part then i watched sophia coppola's new movie on the rocks uh Really enjoyed that. Bill Murray's best performance in a long time, in my opinion. And Rashida Jones is in it. Mm-hmm. It's great as usual. Uh, then I watched Girl Interrupted with Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, directed by um, oh, his name. I'm slacking on his name, but he's the guy mm-hmm. who directed Logan and 310 to Yuma. Um, um, oh, fuck. What's his name? I'm sorry. I have to get his name or else I'm not going to be able to no, think about No, I don't blame you. Like, he's doing a movie. James Mangold. Yeah, he's doing another movie soon, yeah. I think. That was really good. Really enjoyed that. Then I watched a movie from Thailand <laughs> called Uncle Boom- <laughs> Boomy Can Recall His Past Lives. Uh, it's like a very cerebral existential film where this guy's dying and it's just kind of him accepting death and then his family accepting death. And it's it's very interesting. A very, uh, very... Uh, experimental which i really enjoyed okay then i watched an icelandic movie i'm just all over the continent or the country <laughs> really jumping. i watched an icelandic movie called woman at war uh which was fantastic it's about this a woman who's um like sabotaging the electric companies uh in in the in iceland because they are working with uh known polluters and she's trying to save yeah the world from global warming but then she finds out she's been accepted to adopt a little girl which she had forgotten about because she applied for it like four or five years ago and then they never got back to her uh which is why she went on sabotaging so it's kind of her mm-hmm. struggling with the should she keep sabotaging to save the planet or should she shave save this should little shave girl? the little girl should yeah. she shave the uh it's really phenomenal i really enjoyed it highly suggest woman at war then i watched elvis and nixon which is a movie about elvis meeting nixon because he wanted to be a secret agent um <laughs> 
which is a 100% true story. There are government documents on this. Yeah. And it's bonkers. Uh, it's fine, though. The movie's all right. Uh, then I watched The Hours with Meryl Streep, uh, Julianne Moore, and Nicole Kidman. Uh, holy depressing shit, Batman. That movie was depressing <laughs> really? as shit. Um, the m- whole movie is about suicide and how Who's suicide... Julianne Moore's? Julianne Moore okay. uh, and Nicole Morse. Kidman, Meryl Streep. It's from 2002. It's really good. I highly suggest it, but it is depressing. Then I watched Hellraiser, which is the classic horror movie from 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, this is the first classic horror movie i've watched that it like it's still pretty terrifying today but that's mainly because of like body horror stuff it's not yeah. actually scary it's just gross yeah this uh, is this is one of those movies that i think i watched for like 10 minutes because yeah. i was trying to find a movie and then stopped to find another movie yeah it's it's, uh, it's like no I, offense to it but i was not in the mood yeah, for my, it my lunch came while it was playing and mm-hmm. i couldn't i had to watch something else while i was eating my lunch that's yeah. how disgusting it is but it, it's it's solid it's a fun fun uh horror movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> then i watched a movie called the assistant uh which is about a production assistant of a big time producer and she suspects that he is uh you know sexually harassing women and and kind of coercing them into sex and everything it stars mm-hmm. julia garner who is from the show ozark you might remember absolutely um this is one that i don't know on fuck about shit well. or i don't know shit about yeah, fuck, i don't know whatever. shit about fuck it's the greatest line ever written then I watched a documentary called Unacknowledged, and it's essentially uh, it's that alien documentary I was talking about, how like the existence of aliens and their visiting Earth is pretty much undisputable. But it's yeah, it kind of goes into why it's not more widely known. Uh, it talks about how even the president is not told this information because there are these people uh, they call the. Uh, war machine i forget what the full title is but it's essentially people who go to war for profit they're like paying people to keep it secret um and if if you didn't hate the government before you will now yeah (laughs) make make sure you send this one to me because i do want to watch this one yeah we will do Uh, um but yeah i i highly suggest that it's not like a a, an amazing most of it's just information that was already kind of like people knew but didn't know in full detail and it goes into detail about it yeah um and it's really depressing it kind of insinuates that the aliens if they were going to attack us would have already and the reason that they haven't landed is because they're afraid of us and what we would do um (laughs) which is because they they just see how we treat each other which is kind of terrifying yeah um but 100 percent believable uh, but yeah, that's all I, all I watched this that's week. That's all just, I watched. Just a few movies. Uh, so let's just get into news real quick. <coughs> I'm going to get a drink of water because I need it. Yeah, <coughs> Glenn, I, mean, you go I can, over I the can news. talk about mine, which yeah. are both I don't have quick. any news, so you, you oh, go Oh, perfect. Here's a double dose of comic book news. Mm. Uh, one was uh, pretty much right after we, we uh, did the podcast last week, I basically sent uh, your, your boy Mike here, a detailed message of how fucking annoyed I am with this Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or now that I found out, I talked to a buddy. Apparently it's a miniseries and my mind was blown. We probably talked about it and I have no idea. But regardless, now uh, Jared Leto's Joker is going to be attached to it, which how overloaded are you going to make this thing? It, yeah, it, really. It, it blows my mind. Like they're adding everybody and i get it's like straight up it's justice league but now it's just like you're adding every single character that was ever introduced and it's just blowing my mind (laughs) i mean maybe he'll be like an after credit thing maybe not an after credit but like some sort of like small role obviously but jesus good lord goddamn moving (laughs) on uh and then the other thing is your boy oscar isaac has been tapped to star in marvel and disney plus series moon knight which uh, Moon Knight is basically kind of Marvel's, and I might get flack for saying this, Batman in a way. Okay. But more of like a anti-hero type thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Oscar Isaac, I love Oscar Isaac no matter what he's in. So the fact that he gets another role with Marvel uh, that's not what was Apocalypse uh, because that movie was trash and he gets another chance to be fucking amazing. Uh, I think this is definitely like, this is like Marvel's Batman and Oscar Isaac is that Marvel's Batman. That makes mm-hmm. me super hype. Um, so yeah, there's that. 
And cool. it's going to be a uh, just a series, so I don't know how that's going to play out. Like they're doing a lot of stuff here with Marvel and a Disney series. Yeah, di- I mean Disney announced that they're focusing more on streaming, which annoys yeah. the shit out of me. Um, um, it also but, well, that's another discussion. Also, Moon Knight is like more of a darker thing. So like yeah. compared to how Disney is doing their sh- their sh- their shtick, it's it's got to be like a Netflix type series, like Daredevil mm-hmm. or any of those ones. Like it's got to be more towards that or Punisher yeah. even. So, I mean, hopefully they'll do it. Whether or not they do it, that's beyond me. That's another yeah. talk down the road when they talk about it more. Uh, but other than that, that is all I've got. There's not really much news considering Corona's still a thing, alive yeah. and well. <laughs> so, for those of you who listened to last week's podcast, this week is Netflix Roulette. Mm-hmm. And Netflix Roulette did us dirty by doing all Bollywood and uh, Arabic films. I don't want to say did us dirty, but it, it didn't give us much of a choice as far as like movies we really wanted to see. So let's get into Stree. उसको सबका नाम कैसे पता चल जाता है सबका आधार लिंक है उसके पास जाना कुछ भी हो जाए पलटना मत इन द स्मॉल टाउन ऑफ शैंडरी द मेन फोक लिव इन फियर ऑफ एन इवल स्पिरिट नेम स्ट्री हु अबडक्ट्स मेन इन द नाइट based on the urban legend of Naliba that went viral in Karnataka in the 1990s. Uh, directed by Amar Kaushik and written by Raj Nidimoru, Krishna DK, Samat Ara, and Pawan Soni. It is starring Rajkumar Rao, Shraddha Kapoor, pa- Pankaj Tripathi, Apashatiki, Apashakti, Kurana, and... Abhishek Banjerji. I apologize if there's any, uh, uh, you know, fans of Bollywood movies that are listening. We definitely butchered those names, or I definitely yeah. butchered those names. I mean, we're but, um, going to butcher them regardless. We're, we're going to butcher them regardless, but I, I did my best. Uh, so, yeah, Netflix Roulette, this was one of the three that it picked. It was the one with the highest rating that it picked. Mm-hmm. And it definitely I, seemed one of the more interesting out of the three. One of the more interesting, but I still did not have high hopes for it. That is mainly mm-hmm. because... I am not a huge fan of the Bollywood tradition of making everything just break into song in the middle. Yeah. But that didn't happen with this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one song and dance number, but it fit it into the plot. Yep. To make it believable where it happened at a party. And then there wasn't anything until the end credits, uh, which, in my opinion, saved the movie for me. Um, I don't know about you, but I actually really enjoyed this one. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What What did you think about it? Um. So, I re- I really I really was uh, full fledged into it, mainly because I had to be because I couldn't see the lines because everybody <laughs> was talking so goddamn fast. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, me and you talked about it for a minute. That might be a part of the uh, the language. There is just like everything's quick, short syllables, yeah. and they're easy to say in quick succession. But for big, big, big dumb brain like me. Uh, big smooth or small smooth brain small smooth brain like me i uh it was it was pretty tough and i watch anime sometimes Mm -hmm. um yeah it was very tough to try to keep up with it uh so i had to pay attention so uh not that this movie wasn't already going to get my attention i just literally couldn't look away otherwise i'm missing stuff yeah yeah. um i I think i was enjoying it for a good a good part a good hour before like nothing like there was something happening in the in the beginning of the movie, but like nothing was really pushing forward for me. So like mm-hmm. once that hour mark got there, I'm like, all right, well something's got to happen, and I don't think anything happened more until the hour and a half mark, and that was tough for me. And this yeah. movie's two two hours and eight minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, like I kept waiting. I'm like, all right, when are we gonna get to the the good stuff? When are we gonna get to the good stuff? And then when it finally did that's when I stopped paying attention as much. That's when I stopped caring as much because now I'm just like, all right. So I feel like personally, this movie is like maybe half an hour too long. I would agree with that. It's And it's really, that really weird mark 
where yeah. like from an hour to an hour and a half is completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And then the last half hour, and that, that's give or take, of course. Yeah. I'm not talking absolutes, but the first 45 minutes to an hour, I found really compelling and interesting as character development. I thought mm-hmm. the the character development of uh, Vicky and his friends was fucking hilarious. Yeah, those guys uh, were pretty th- funny. The sequence where they kept saying, Vicky, please. Yeah. And... and <laughs> it just made me it reminded me of me and my friends just like mm-hmm. how um for lack of a better word cuddly we are yeah like when they're all on the motorcycle and the and the one in the back is like cuddling his friend in the middle and smiling mm-hmm. that is 100 percent something me and my <laughs> friends would do and i i i saw a lot of my my friendships uh yeah. in in so these a characters lot of your group in this movie for sure exactly and yeah. and uh it was just a lot the 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 comedy transcended language a lot better than i thought it would mm-hmm. um cuz there's a lot of times where you see comedies from other countries and it's not that it's unfunny it's just it references a lot of things that you might You're not, not understand really part of yeah yeah and and when it comes to f- um you know, international films, foreign language films, that is 100% the person who is doing subtitles fault. It's not really, because when you're doing, when you're doing subtitles, you're supposed to change it to, uh, references or whatever Mm -hmm. that the country that the subtitles are for would understand. Um, but in this, it's just all universal stuff. Like, uh, with with a little bit of difference, obviously, how they call it prostitution, friendship, friendship. Yeah, um, I think it was just in that town though, because even yeah, at the just end, in that town. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought it was. I was laughing out loud a lot more than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. um, and it it really surprised me in that asset. And then it got you know, this is definitely something that is like because we live in a country where our government tries to make us afraid of other countries so much, you think, or at least I had the incorrect notion that India was very sheltered and didn't have things or didn't talk widely about things like prostitution or drugs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that they would be censored. So I was kind of surprised that they were in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in a bad way, obviously. I just like, it, yeah, it, just, just, uh, it was more relatable. It was a nice than welcome it was. into it. Exactly. And it was just more relatable. Um, and I thought it had a, a pretty good horror aspect to it, too, with the the uh, spirit. But I will agree yeah. with you that it took too long for that to develop. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked the thing. The thing with the street itself is like I really liked the visuals on it and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was it was definitely creepy to look at. And uh I mean, it definitely had the super horror aspect of, hey, these this, this thing's taken our men. Our men are gone because of mm-hmm. this, this this ghost. The only thing that took me back was that it kind of just floated and seemed like it was on, like, a zip line across, like, streets and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, the ghost looked great, special effects-wise and everything. Oh, yeah. And, like, during the, especially in the last half hour where you really get to see it, uh, that was, like, super great. Um <laughs> but I mean, and then she looks like she's zipping on a zip line, which then um, that took me out of like, ah oh, man, it's so mm-hmm. close and so good. And like she's yeah, got feet agree. too, and it's just hilarious to see her feet like kind of like zip line. Across. Yeah, it would have been better if she like didn't have feet or something. Yeah, or yeah. or it it made the gliding. It w- it was creepy at first, but then like the mm. more they showed of it, it did become laughable. Yeah. Um, I I like how they added the uh, the the backstory of Street Two yeah. to kind of have you sympathize with that um, that spirit that ghost because mm-hmm. you know there's so many movies where it's just like this thing's bad this thing's evil um, and 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 I'm I, I'm sure you and I have talked about this I hate movies where it just completely writes off the bad guy as un unsalvageable unsavable. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, it makes it less interesting to me because then it's just like, oh, kill it, kill it, kill it. But when mm-hmm. when there are multiple ways to go about things, killing being one of the options, kind of persuading or saving being the mm-hmm. other option, it's more interesting to me. It keeps me watching to see what the characters do. Yeah. Uh, and that's not saying that like 
they should never kill them. It's just it it when I know that that's ultimately going to be the outcome, takes away all suspense for me. Oh, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm bagging on this movie. I actually was enjoying it. I think just the fact that it was like half an hour longer than it, it was kind of drained me in a way. Um, yeah. That's but, a big but, thing. In, in, uh, Bollywood movies are usually really long. This one's yeah. actually short for a Bollywood movie. Yeah, this was actually like a great time-length movie, but obviously we don't watch Bollywood movies on the regular and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, it also helped itself by not being a full-fledged Bollywood movie and doing mm. dance numbers every imagine if the ghost started actually using her feet on that zip line and started dancing that would have been great <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I mean yeah I mean I'm super happy that they didn't like break out and dance every yeah I even text you to make you make it easier on yeah you. I was just like there's not that but much like, singing that also, and dancing that also wasn't like a like a oh if like that is going to be a thing like I'm gonna hate this movie yeah um, For, as someone who has seen one other Bollywood movie where that is a prevalent theme, mm-hmm. it definitely takes it out of you. I watched a movie called Shootout at Wadala, which yeah. is based on a true crime story from India. It's essentially the Goodfellas of India. And then when they do singing and dancing in the middle, it takes away all tone yeah. and, and suspense. Uh, so I was probably dreading that a little more than you just because I have seen it in play mm-hmm. uh, and seen it not work. Now, that's not to say it never works, but in Shootout at Wadala, it does not work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely two different styles to yeah. how, obviously, a lot of other places do things and how Bollywood does their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the for, like we said, the one that they did do, it it fit very well. And even if they did another one, they, they were making festivals like which yeah, is exactly. the first one they were doing like festivals like if they even did another one i wouldn't have been upset by it at all mm-hmm. um so i mean it really handles itself well and isn't over bollywooding it yeah <laughs> that's that's definitely not a word but i'm making it one um i mean and the relationship between the friends was great uh i think the relationship between the no-named girl and and uh vicky was great mm-hmm. um I definitely thought for a long time, and this is obviously spoilers at this point, that obviously the girl was the Stree the whole time because she was doing some sketch shit. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they definitely had a good red herring that way. Yeah. And uh, then she wasn't. Oh. oh. Which was actually a good twist. I was like, yeah. oh, that bitch is definitely, a, if they're going to make it easy for us, that bitch is definitely the uh, the bitch. <laughs> and then she wasn't. But was she? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, hmm. who knows? Um, yeah, overall, this was just, I think this is a better comedy than it is a horror, but it wouldn't be funny without the horror either, if that makes sense. Um, like this, I was laughing, I was laughing my butt off at points and it's, it's all because of their reaction. One of the, I I admit, I like to pretend that I'm this big brain, know it all movie (laughs) fan. And, uh, you know, for, for some parts I am, but when it comes to comedy, I like the dumbest shit ever. I yeah. like I like men being scared to the point where they scream like girls mm-hmm. in horror movies. I I think it's funny when f- friends cuddle each other, not because you know I think oh oh they're gay. It's funny. No, it's because it's how my friends act. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say it's you connect to it way easier than yeah. I connected to, to it way else, easier. Really. But and it's this just was tonally comedic wise my humor you know yeah. where <laughs> that vicky please scene where they keep like vicky showing please. each other they keep putting their hands on each top on top of each other mm-hmm. and then i don't uh know if you felt this way but that scene where uh it's right after the dancing sequence the uh the prostitute comes to for one friend for friendship and then mm-hmm. that one friend gets taken by the street and when they're all accusing each other it reminded me of every discussion center lobby for among us yeah where, where it's just like where were you it was I, him, it was I, him. I was cutting wires and electrical where were i you? watched him vent or piss I on a wall him, yeah. <laughs> you pissed on a wall <laughs> but it was it's just it it reminded me of that i i just really enjoyed it overall i do agree with you that there's a good chunk of it that I don't want to say it isn't completely necessary, but like the majority yeah, of it is necessary. I mean, no, it's, it's necessary. It just takes its time. Yeah. To be too necessary. Yeah, or I agree. It's not even, but uh, my favorite line of the whole movie is definitely when uh, I think what was it? 
Janna. I think Janna came back from. He's being... the one that kind of looked like um, uh, Jack Black's uh, uh, wrestling mate in um, uh, Nacho Libre. I will say yes, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> he does. Just trust me. <laughs> okay. Uh, when uh, Janna came back and he later. started like flailing on people because obviously he was kind of like a. What's the word? Uh, possessed. Yeah, possessed. I was going to say transfixed, but possessed is a much better word. Um, when he hits a, a Bitu and uh, fucking Bitu's like, um, don't hit me again. I'm already at 70% damage. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot about what that. What a random thing to say. Yeah, I just started dying. So, I mean, uh, this definitely has its comedic moments. It's a great film. Uh, this isn't really a jab, what I'm about to say, but it felt like a, a Indian version of a Tyler Perry movie. I could um, see that. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was smarter than Tyler Perry. Or like, uh, uh, that's what, what not to say that? Tyler Perry movies aren't good, but like they're no. kind of. What was what was the one uh, Medea's Boo or whatever? Boo a Medea Halloween or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah, I, I watched parts of that movie. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it felt yeah. like the comedic aspects of it without being like cringy. Uh, so like we got past the cringe factor when we watched actually a good Indian Tyler Perry movie <laughs> somehow. But yeah, the, this was a huge surprise to me. I really enjoyed it. It actually reminded me, uh, I do kind of wanted to try to watch more Bollywood movies, but I really got to like sift through the ones that have a bunch of musical numbers mm-hmm. in them. Um, it's just not my thing. I have no problem with the fact that they do that. It's just, you know, not my thing. Uh, but I mean, India produces the most films per year uh than any other country even more than the united states so there are thousands of movies per year you could watch be being made from india that yeah. uh yeah speaking of which there was a trailer before i saw shootout at wadala for a movie that i really want to see it's an indian movie but mm-hmm. i can't remember the name and all i know is that it was indian the trailer reminded me of every like independent whisper dialogue over beautiful scenery trailer yeah. and then it was snowy the woman was wearing red and there was a part with a whole bunch of trees covering a, a road so if anyone knows if what the hell that us. is <laughs> co- comment or dm us at, uh, on instagram keystone underscore film underscore review because i want to watch that goddamn movie but i can't remember anything about it other than i really like the trailer so maybe you could somehow and find it came the, uh... out in 2013 2014 ish Say maybe you could so. find the uh, well, you narrowed it down to those those times at least, but that's yeah. probably what 100,000 maybe movies? 2012 <laughs> at the earliest, but definitely within those three years. Um, but yeah, so if anyone knows, but Please I don't help. got anything Please. else to say other than that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't either. Um, rating this is gonna be is gonna be tough for me, yeah. Uh, would you like me to go first? Uh, yes, okay. So, uh, if I'm completely honest. I feel like you're leaning towards it not being a shelf boy, which I'm fine with if that's what you ultimately decide. But to me, this kind of opened my eyes to breaking the stereotypes of Bollywood movies. Yes, the stereotypes are there, but they're not as prevalent. Uh, It breaks away from it. It creates its own thing. It creates enough of a universal comedy and horror to make it, you know, palatable for for all countries and, and backgrounds essentially. Uh, and, and for that, the universality of it, I would say that this does be deserve to be on the shelf. Um, Cause it really just surprised me. Honestly, it's one of the, out of the 25 movies I watched last week, it's probably in the top like five or six of the movies I watched last week. So for okay. that, I would say, yes, it does deserve to go on the shelf, but I am okay with whatever you decide. Yeah. For, for me. And he, here's, how I feel, but for me, this movie, if we were comparing this to basically any other movie, this movie to me was just okay. Um, That's fair. Like, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it. I gave it, a, a, I think, a, a three on a three out of five out of uh, Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. But I mean... That's that's me watching. This is probably one of my first ever Bollywood movies, to be honest. So That's it's my second one. So. Yeah, so this is... Probably one of the better ones out there, and this is a completely different style, and I can't really compare it to just regular movies that we see every day. Yeah. So I have to take it in mind that this isn't exactly 
what I watch every day and this is a different style and do I enjoy the style of how they are not do I enjoy the style, but do I enjoy how they did it in the style that is their movies? Mm-hmm. And I think overall, it's probably going to be a yes. Because if I go further down the line and I'm like, well, all these other Bollywood movies suck in comparison to this one. Well, I just I just committed arson and I'm a murderer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why would I do? I think uh, I think putting it on the on the shelf is a good thing, um, because if we do and if Netflix screws us more out of this, I think uh, there will be more down the line. Uh, where I will regret not putting this one on the shelf, comparing it to other ones. Yeah. So I think I think it goes on. I think it goes on. I'm very pleased about that. And of course, the shelf is not a permanent thing. Eventually, probably around episode 100, we're going to go back through all the ones that we've discussed mm-hmm. and see if they still deserve to be on the shelf. Uh, but for now, Stree is on the shelves with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden <laughs> and... As far as I'm concerned, those are the only two that are. Yeah, those are the only two. We didn't do any other ones. (laughs) Yeah, but that brings us to our plugs for next week. Uh, Glenn, I'm going to make you go first for this. What is your plug for next week? (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, For me, um, I watched a very hilarious video uh, many, many, many weeks ago. You know, before I got furloughed at Regal, Uh, and it was a great time. But uh, it actually just re-released and that is bad lip reading uh on the debate night 2020 it's almost like they copy pasted it because it's just like the most absurd thing everything they jibber jabbered about in the debate is pretty much the same thing in this video Mm -hmm. uh i don't i don't want to get political or anything but it's it it actually is a hilarious video just the random shit they say yeah in in the video and it it actually feels like they're saying that's i mean that's the whole point of the the channel itself yeah. And if you watched the debate, that was that was a time. And if you didn't, well, you watch this video and it's practically summed up for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Bad Lip Readings Debate Night 2020 uh, on their YouTube channel. Guys, hey, you know what that sound means? Five favorites. Cinco favoritos. And President Trump, you're up first. Just go. Your favorite nickname for yourself. Cougarheart. Your favorite bill? Uh, the gas bill, I'd say. Your favorite animal sound? Bzz. Your favorite scent to smell in a lover? Mmm, ashtray. Your favorite place to meet ex-circus performers? All right, so that is Glenn's plug, my plug for this week. If I'm completely honest, I picked this like two minutes before we started film, uh, recording, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still looks pretty interesting. Uh, it is 33 minutes long, and I've only watched two minutes of it, so keep that in mind. Uh, but it seemed pretty interesting, for the, uh, which is why I picked it. Uh, that is on the YouTube channel, The Cinema Cartography, a uh, video called The Cinematography That Changed Cinema. Uh, from what I've seen in the past, in the last two minutes that I watched, it is exactly as it advertises. It's cinematography that changed cinema forever. Uh, going back, right now they're talking about... Um, uh, Kurosawa and how he changed cinematography. Absolutely. Uh, if I'm honest, I haven't gotten too much, so I don't know how he changed cinematography yet, but I'm sure I'm going to find out. Uh, but, it, you know, at the very least, you're going to look up beautiful images. If you want to just turn on music and just turn this on in the background and watch it maybe link up to the music or not, mm-hmm. uh, do that. So that is the, cinema, the cinematography that changed cinema on the cinema cartography. Lighting, lenses, everything seems insignificant when compared to the scale of crowds, colourful large masses of people and creatures conveying messages that seem to be overwhelming our world, that they practically become the world. Anything natural is discarded, to bask in the glory of the hermetic and symbolic. Wide shots shoot colourful sets in their entirety, so that nothing goes out of frame where it shouldn't. The tarot will teach you how to create a soul. It may seem chaotic, but Jodorowsky's message is so precise that the cinematography needs to display everything in its glory. The images will thus speak for themselves. Alright. So those are our plugs for this week. Now comes the time where I discuss what we're going to watch next week. It is my turn, Glenn. It is your turn. The spooktacular is over, unfortunately, but also maybe fortunately because it gives us a wider range of movies to pick. Absolutely. Uh, So to celebrate... 
the end of a wonderful spooktacular. I'm going to go back to a time about two years ago when we first started this podcast. Mm -hmm. One of the first movies we discussed two years ago when we first started this was They'll Love Me When I'm Dead, which is about Orson Welles and Mm -hmm. his life and also the film that he never finished. He died while making a movie. Uh, That movie was always, since the time that we did that podcast, available on Netflix, but I also kind of wanted to separate it. So it didn't seem like we were just doing an Orson Welles podcast. Yeah. But I feel like two years is plenty of enough time to start watching and discussing The Other Side of the Wind, which is on Netflix. Okay. Um, it is directed by Orson Welles, written by Orson Welles and Oja Kodar, or Oya Kodar, however you pronounce that. Uh, keep in mind this was released in 2018 because it was finished posthumously for Orson Welles. Uh, it is starring John Huston. Oja, Oya Kodar, Peter Bogdanovich, and Susan Strasberg. It is about a Hollywood director who emerges from semi-exile with plans to complete work on an innovative motion picture. Jay can't afford. The Ernest Hemingway of the cinema. I just want to know what he represents. Is infested with disciples. I'm the apostle. Just like me and God. How could you tell us apart? That was a new movie? The other side of the wind. What's that about the movie? We don't talk about the movie. So you all guys are trying to get with it. Is that what this movie's about? Well, we don't actually know. What do we know? Jake is just making it up as he goes along. Um. So if you also want to watch that documentary, if you haven't already, it kind of goes into the making of the documentary or the film a little bit uh, and how he did die, unfortunately, before the film was completed. But we are going to take a stab at watching this film and see how it is. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. So that is The Other Side of the Wind on Netflix. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. On Twitter, Keystone underscore film. On Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when I hopefully remember all of our social medias in one sitting. So you know how bad it would be if I did them? <laughs> It's really bad. I, I don't uh, even read them. I just do them off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, uh, Keystone. <laughs> Keystone. Tell Keystone. Uh, that review thing. Follow us. Bye, everybody. Bye.